everybody, and thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak, and I would just like to say that I went to one heck of a concert this weekend, a comedy, I say concert, comedy event, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock in North Charleston. It was very spectacular. Um, so here we are in 2023, and there's a lot of things going on in the world, and we strangely look to comedians to sort of narrate this time of our lives. Now, why do we do that? I have a theory, okay? And there may be some truth to this theory because I've been vetting it between people. Um, I had an interaction with somebody where the term trust me was used. Someone was explaining something to uh, an individual and you know, next to me or whatever. And they looked at him and they said, trust me, blah, 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 whatever it was. I forget what it was. But for me, my go-to reaction when someone said, trust me was, uh, no. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is my personal hang up or if this is the hang up of other people, or if you maybe do this too. My thought was, who says, trust me in a sentence? Who do you know in a scenario, in any scenario, that says, that has to say, trust me. Like, think about the people that you know. Think the people that you trust the most. At any time in their lives, have they had to declare a moment where, you know, all that other stuff I said was just, some of that was lies and some of that was made up. This is the part I want you to trust me on. Trust me. Right? So, who do we know that says, trust me? So, <laughs> oftentimes you hear that said in movies. With it's a uh, used car salesman going, oh yeah, trust me, it's been gone through, blah, blah, blah. And they're just selling you a bunch of crap, right? Or it's a politician who's like, trust me, I'm looking out for you, right? Or a, a, a pastor who's like, listen, I got all the answers, you can trust me. <sighs> okay. Um, just the term, trust me, immediately makes me think, no, I shouldn't trust you. And we live in a time where media sources have time and time again shown us that they are not trustworthy and that they are trying to steer your emotions in a direction that gets you to be fearful so that you tune in tomorrow to be afraid of more stuff. And meanwhile, they can sell Crest and have a job and all that other stuff, which I get job security and you want to be popular and you want to do all those things. But there's a lot of comedians that just come out and talk and they take risks uh, I heard on a podcast recently that the thing that people like most about comedies is that they are very similar to scary movies. There's an element of danger in it, right? Comedy used to be dangerous, and it still sort of is at times. There's an element of feeling uncomfortable because that's where the joke is. They want you to feel uncomfortable because we need to discuss the thing that makes us all feel uncomfortable and then look at the joke, that's the whole formula. That's the whole thing. The reason a lot of jokes make because it makes us feel something is because in it is that element of danger, that element of, I don't feel comfortable with this. Oh, and here's the joke. Here's the thing that we're all thinking that we don't say. This person has figured out the shortcut to say it. So we live in a time right now where horrific things happen on the news and they're like, and today, blah, 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 this happened. Okay. 
average individuals are now being able to access all the information in all of the world all of the time with this smart little genius computer thing that we all carry beside us because we're addicted to it. And this was discussed in this comedy show. Okay. Addiction, how we're addicted to our devices, how we're addicted to likes, how we're addicted to attention. And he's not right. He's not wrong. Um, he didn't have to say, trust me. He's just telling you the things he's observing as a comedian. I'm observing these things and this is what I see. And he's absolutely right. I'm addicted to attention, to uh, attention. Otherwise, why would I do this podcast? Right. I'm not doing it as some, uh, you know, altruistic. I know a whole bunch of stuff and I just want to share it with you guys kind of stuff. I mean, that's part of it. I'm learning some things along the way and I like to share things. My hope is that our community can grow and we can help heal some of the things that the news and the media wants to portray us as being something we're not. But it's also attention. It is the reality of attention, right? I have a podcast. I have a YouTube channel. I talk to people on the regular. I make friends pretty easily. I just walk up to people, strangers. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? I guess in a way it is attention. So, one of the things that they talked about was the ways that you get attention. One of the ways was to, as one of them says, show your butt. <laughs> Just show your butt. It works for a lot of people. Just show your butt. Be attractive. It gets attention. It's very, it's very, it works very well. Uh, there's not a lot of work to it. Um, that's one way. Another way, be excellent at something. And how do you be excellent at something? Well, it takes a lot of work. You got to get up early to be excellent. You got to do a lot of things correctly to be excellent. You got to put in sweat to be excellent. Whether it's mental sweat or physical sweat, it takes, it takes a lot of horsepower to be excellent. Another way is, I'm trying to remember all, <laughs> another way is to be a victim. There's a lot of people out there that want to claim that they're a victim. And I know this is going to come up in a comedy thing, but this is all very poignant. This is all very real stuff. This is the stuff that we're talking about all the time. So the other way is to be infamous. You do something crazy that suddenly makes the news and that's your infamy. So yeah, there's a lot there to unpack. And this is just a small version of what I'm seeing in a comedy show to talk about that, that made me, it inspired thought and inspired creativity, inspired some things in me to, to want to share with you on nowhere in that comedy special did any of the comedians have to say, trust me. They just talked. So we live in a time where we trust comedians more than we do politicians. We live in a time where podcasters are more trustworthy than the media. And so everyone is quick to say on their own platforms, I don't have the answers. And that's what we really want to have people admit. That's what we want people at the top to admit. We say we want them to have all the answers. There's no way they can have all the answers. None. 
But we want them to once in a while say, you know what? I used to think this, but I changed my mind. I heard Rogan say that once. He said, just for once, I want a politician to get on stage and be like, I used to feel this way. And then I got new information. And now I'm, now I've changed my mind. I mean, Tulsi did it. She left her party because of it. She got new information, changed her mind. It's happened before. Strom Thurmond did it. There are politicians out there that have done it. There are media people out there that have done it. There are media people that got to a certain point and they said, I'm not going to sell your story anymore. I'm gonna, I, I like talking about the truth and I'm going to go on my own platform and do my own thing. And they do that. Good for them. But in the meanwhile, we looked to comedians. And I did not want to miss this opportunity to see two of the top comedians in the world performing together. Everyone probably knows uh, Chris Rock got slapped at the Oscars by Will Smith. Not because Will Smith was angry at him, but because Will Smith was angry at his wife for all of the things that she's been doing to him and in front of him and around him and how powerless he feels. He got to, he got to be infamous in a moment where he was really the victim. Okay. Chris is the victim too. Chris got slapped. Chris had nothing to do with it. Chris was just being a comic on stage, trying to make light of a situation, trying to move show along. The job is to make fun of the celebrities who are going to get awards. You make fun of them. Everybody has a giggle. You give out the award. And yeah. Will Smith then went on TV and talked about how, how sad he was that he'd done that. And oh my God. Yeah, you should feel sad. Your, your home life is not really great. Uh, there's a lot going on there where you are the victim and you're not addressing the issue properly. You need some proper mental health care. Um, I mean, I know he's got movies coming out. I don't really want to, I really don't want to see him. I'll just be honest. Um, not that, not that I need actors to be perfect people. I don't, I don't, I don't need actors to be perfect people because they're not. I don't need comedians to be perfect people. I don't need my family to be perfect people. We're all flawed. We screw up. We make mistakes. But also, I believe that we are adaptable and we can learn from our mistakes and we can change. That's the biggest thing. That's the thing that I talk about on here all the time is change. Decide that you want to do something different and follow through. If it's communication, communicate properly. If you need better tools, find the tools. Use the tools that are available to you. We live in an age where we talk about mental health all the time. There are tools available to you. Use those tools. I don't want to see any of the movies for a while because I feel like you need the time out. Just for me personally. I don't care if you guys do or not. I mean, I say that, but... I mean, if he comes out with the next I Am Legend 2 or something, I may be like, oh, man, I like I Am Legend. But it's weird how a guy can do something like that and then in the same breath get an award. Hmm. It's weird. It's a weird life we live. Um, I had a great time at this comedy show. 
My wife asked me when, when I got back, she goes, okay, you've seen some, you've seen a lot of comedy now. She said, who does, who's the best, who's the best comedian you've seen live? And I said, Burt Kreischer, without a doubt. She was like, yeah, you're supposed to say that you're on team Burt. I said, exactly. I am on team Burt, but also it's true. Like live comedy, Burt's been the most entertaining live. He has been, um, I mean, you talk about feeling electric, just electric on stage. Um, mixing in stories with comedy, with the fact that I listen to his podcast and he relates all of his real life into this stuff. And I know some of the background of these stories that he tells. And yes, a little bit of it is, is spun for humor, but also a lot of it's true. A lot of it's based on truth of things that have happened. And he doesn't have to stop in the middle of the comedy show and be like, trust me. Doesn't have to do that. None of the comedians have. If uh, Joey Diaz goes on stage and starts ranting and raving about something that's bothering him or something that he thinks is silly or funny, he's hilarious explaining that thing, right? I've seen Joey do comedy three times. I don't remember one joke, but I know that I've laughed so hard that my face hurt. Last night, I laughed so hard my face hurt. But that was also because it was like being in a boxing ring with four different boxers and all of them were coming hard. I mean, their opener was this dude I'd never seen before, a fellow named Rick Ingram. Uh, I had to look him up on Instagram because he was that funny. And they said, listen, we got, you know, at the end of the show, they all got together and they said, I know that you guys signed up to see the two of us. We wanted to bring on a few other people. So Donnell Rawlings was there too. Donnell Rawlings is a comedian that was on the Chappelle show years ago. Uh, he's close friends with them. And Donnell did a, a set that was hilarious as well. But uh, they said, we, we brought Rick on because he is like, listen, we wanted to showcase some good talent. And this kid's got it. And he was great. He was hilarious. Um, Donnell Rollins killed. There's a lot of jokes about the fact that nobody had their phones, so they couldn't record anything. <laughs> so there was a lot of really inappropriate humor. <laughs> One time, Donnell's describing something that, that's happening to some dog. And this lady in the front gets all upset. And he's like, it's not a real dog. Listen, this is not a real story. I'm making up a story because it's funny. It's called joke. <laughs> He's like, look, I can take this dog. I can swing it around. I can throw it. It's not a dog. <laughs> You're all upset because I said the word dog. He said, what if I said chicken or something? Like, you know, it's just, it, yeah. So Chris Rock, of course, did a lot of material about getting slapped and uh, about his divorce and about uh, the culture of the world and how it's moving and what the, what the true power of women is. And how he's raising daughters and the weird complexity of the situation that he's in. Um, but also, you know, there, there was just a, there was a ton of comedy in it. Okay. Dave Chappelle is in a master class all on his own right now. Even with Dave doing some of the best comedy I've ever seen um, from him. I still say Bert's funnier right now. I mean, just killing it right now uh i don't know what it is he's in his stride it's just it's so good um i still want to see some comedians out there i mean i've i've seen quite a few um i haven't seen bill burr yet live uh i want to see him i want to see taylor tomlinson i want to see michelle wolf i want to see whitney cummings um yeah there's still a lot of comedians i want to see live now that I've seen two of Neil Brennan's Netflix specials and I'm listening to his podcast, Blocks, I want to see him live. I mean, 
if he comes around here, I'm going to try to go see him. He is fantastic. Uh, I listened to a great podcast between him and Bobby Lee. Um, really good episode. Um, Bobby Lee opens up a lot about his life uh, growing up with his father. I guess his father was like first generation Korean to come to America. And Bobby grew up in Minnesota. And he had a rough childhood. His dad was sort of an alcoholic and was would get physically abusive. And Bobby Lee talks about smoking crack when he was 11 and going through rehab when he was like a junior in high school. I mean, it's just this crazy life of a guy who then moved to L.A. and became a star um, doing sketches on Fox on their uh, late night show. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I know that he, I know that a lot of these guys are friends with each other and like I've heard them on podcasts now and that makes it so much more special because they tell you a little bit about their lives all along and then they also tell you about the things that they're going through now. And right now he's going through a thing where he talked about how he relapsed whenever his father passed away and you know, him and his girlfriend of 10 years split up and she recently on the podcast, he's talking to Neil, he says she recently moved out and it's 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 weird. He's like, I I know I'm supposed to be like heartbroken, and I am. He said, but also it's like I really haven't been alone in a long time and I need to be I need to be I need to be good alone. And he's not wrong. Um too many times people jump from one relationship to the next relationship just to fill a void and they don't they don't even spend time to even know themselves or like themselves before they immediately attach themselves to another person. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, well, all you're doing is sort of covering up things so that you don't have to deal with your own issues. And again, it all goes back to mental health, in my opinion. And it sounds like Bobby's on the right path to mental health, to good mental health. And he talks about getting some proper mental health and how good it's been. So, you know, I like Bobby Lee. I think he's funny. I hope he continues with the mental health stuff. But this is a really insightful podcast between Neil and Bobby. Very good conversation. Really liked it. Um, I listened to a bunch of uh, Confused Breakfast while I was on the road. This is a great podcast. These guys talk about movies that moved them when they were younger. They talk about uh, giving it a nostalgic rating and then going back and watching it again as adults and sort of giving their perspective. Um, I took pictures so I could remember which episodes I listened to. Do, 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 do. Let me open it up just a second. Okay, so listen to them talk about Point Break. And I liked Point Break as a kid, um, young, a young, younger kid, younger man, whatever. It came out in 91, so I guess I was, I was uh, not quite graduated from high school when it came out, but I remember being really impressed with it. And uh, then they did an episode of Fast and the Furious, which came out in 2001, 10 years later, and how a lot of critics said that Fast and Furious was basically Point Break. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is it? They started talking about the similarities and I was like, oh crap, it kind of is. Um, so <laughs> watching Fast and the Furious when I was younger, I remember being bothered by the fact that these guys were robbing these truck drivers um, by just poising themselves the right way and throwing these things out and jumping from the backs of their cars under the hood of the truck and getting the guy to pull over. And I'm thinking, how is this real? Like the truck driver just slam on the brakes and throw that dude off of him or swerve it back and forth or, you know, there's all kind of things of why this is a terrible premise for an idea, but there's a, there's a bunch of holes in this movie 
Um, and these guys find him and talk about him and make fun of him, and it's really hilarious. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then I listen to, let's see, what is it? Oh, I guess that's it. I just made multiple pictures. Huh? How about that? How about that? Um, so yeah, check out Confused Breakfast. Those guys are killing it. I'm I'm going back and listening to all of their back catalog. All of the movies that they've done so far have been hilarious. I listened to them do a thing about the five best summer movies. This is a few years ago, so it was pretty entertaining to go back and listen to. And yeah, so good stuff. I love it. You guys are killing it. Way to go. Um, if you haven't watched The Last of Us on uh, HBO, I highly recommend checking that out. Uh, every episode comes out on Sunday, Sunday evening. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, it's basically zombies with um, with an interesting beginning, okay? In the first, I would say in the first three minutes, you're going to see a different beginning, or first five minutes, you're going to see a different beginning to a zombie outbreak that uh, then sets a different tone for the show than other zombie shows. Um, last night, <laughs> last night, Greg and I watched a, my buddy Greg and I went to this comedy show and we were in a hotel room we watched a very odd movie that um, I really don't know how to describe. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. This thing is still in the theater and yet they're showing it on Showtime. I don't know how that's possible, but I guess it's still in the theater because it's up for awards and they want people to be able to see this in the theater. And I'll be honest, um, I think if it was in the theater, I couldn't handle it because there's so much that happens visually and through sound um, that is just incredible. Um, it is. Let me read you the premise that's written down on Google. Okay. When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlike, unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. This is as hard to say as it is to understand when you're watching it. Um, not to understand. There's just a lot of bizarreness to it. Okay. Uh, Michelle Yee. Yee. Why? Yee. Yo. Yay. Yo. I can't pronounce this right. Y-E-O-H. How do you pronounce that? Yo? Yay? I don't know. Um, she was in that Witcher episode. She's been in tons of things. She was, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, lots and lots and lots of shows. Um, she's the main character in this. As far as I know, she's already been receiving awards for her performance in this. So is her co-host, uh, supporting male character, Ki-Hoon Kwan. K-E-H-U-N-Q-U-A-N uh, plays her husband in the movie. Plays her husband and not her husband. And that's all I can say about that. You got to see that. Uh, Stephanie Sue, uh, H-S-U, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is uh, plays her daughter. And she is sort of the villain and not the villain at the same time. Same thing with Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. And she's almost unrecognizable in the beginning. 
because of the, the, the suit that they have her wearing and the hair and she's supposed to look frumpy and, and miserable. And when she starts speaking and she turns her head, you're like, wait, is that Jamie Lee Curtis? Like we both did it at the same time. Um, she's very interesting. There's a lot of weird stuff in this. Listen, it takes a lot. It takes a lot in a show for me to go, holy crap. And this has levels of holy crap. That's like Rick and Morty level. Holy crap. Um, it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, Jenny Slate is in this. I love Jenny Slate. Uh, James Hong. Once you see him and hear him speak, you're going to be like, Oh, I know him. He's in everything. He is. He's in everything. Um, I hope this makes a ton of money. I, <laughs> I hope that these people all get awards. I hope that the people all involved with this get awards. This is a crazy cool movie. Uh, it is a masterpiece in so many ways. And it, it, I can't even explain how it relates to so much of what I talk about all the time with deep conversations with my family and friends about, about life and love and the multiverse and our place in it. And what if we're all connected and what if all of this is connected and what if we, what if we are living different experiences and sometimes they all connect and, and sometimes they have nothing to do with one another and one version of us may pass away, but the other one doesn't, doesn't in certain scenarios and it dictates things that happen and, and it's, it's beautifully done. So listen, I'm just telling you, this is, this, this is probably my movie of the year. Yeah. This came out last year, apparently March of 2022. And I'm just now seeing it. It's 23. This is my movie of the year for 22. I've seen a lot of good movies. I'm saying this is it. So hats off to everybody involved with this movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Go check it out. Okay? And that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this. If you want to get on here and debate me, tell me why you think this movie is not as good as I say it is, uh, fine. Do that. I don't care. You're wrong. But we can talk about it, about how you're wrong. So, yep. Thank you, everybody, for the support. And I appreciate every one of you. Uh, drop us a line if you want to be part of the podcast, want to talk about it. And remember, when in doubt, cue the cow. Move.